asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It's dead song to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rotten Reviews Podcast. On today's podcast, we're actually watching something a little bit different today. Um, actually, it's not really different, but it's something I've never actually watched before. At least I don't remember ever watching it. I might have watched it at one point in time and probably forgot about it. Uh, that's a good case. Uh, I've watched a lot of movies when I was in my younger days. And I'm trying to get back to that nice, happy feeling while watching a bunch of movies I don't remember. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this one is from, I believe, 1983, I want to say. I should fact check that. Yes, I am right. From April 29th, 1983. It's a horror fantasy uh, Walt Disney movie. Um, Something Wicked This Way Comes. Uh, it's got a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 4.7 out of 5 on Amazon.ca, and 61% on Rotten Tomatoes. A villainous carnival owner, Mr. Dark, preys upon unexpected Midwestern townsfolk by granting wishes, but for a price. An electric storm to clean your streets and wash away your troubles. For every heart, there exists a wish. You ever play the numbers, Mr. Holloway? Me? Uh, never take risks. For every soul, there burns a desire. Oh, hey, Always was. It smells to me like we're gonna have visitors. But never whisper your dreams, for someone might be listening. <laughs> and for every wish, there will be a price. For every desire, there will be a cost. Three o'clock. They call it the soul's midnight. My name is Mr. Dark. I advise you to respect it. Dad, please be careful. Will. Uh, these boys I'm looking for, perhaps you know them? Fine boy, fine. Both of them quite a credit to this little town, if you want to know the truth. I do want to know the truth, sir. And the truth is that you are lying. I am pricking up my thumb something wicked this way, Then rang the bells, both loud and deep. 
God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. Where do you come from? The dust. Where do you go to? The grave. Yes. We are the hungry ones. Your torments call us like dogs in the night. And we do feed. And feed well. Tell me where the boys are hiding. And I can make you young again. Ray Bradbury's fantasy tale of light and darkness is getting closer. Something wicked this way comes. So we're going to get right into the movie. Um, the movie starts out uh, it's a, this dark, um, windy night, and we all we see is um, a train light and some smoke coming in, and the, the intro credits start rolling. Uh, the music starts playing. That shoots to an autumn day in October. Uh, we can see the leaves are changing. They're going from that nice green to that nice orange-red color. Um, we see someone out on a lake, though, and then uh, some boys are running through a field and into a large pumpkin patch. We uh, then see a man uh, walking down uh, this old dirt road towards a town. We are now... Uh, in, inside the town and seeing everyone getting ready to set up their shops you get like this guy outside who's setting up his uh, cigar shop uh, beside that's the barber shop and then like across the street is the library and uh, I believe the bar we get a quick intro to these various characters uh, we now cut to class where the narrator is talking and the narrator is actually I believe is Will Will's I think the main kid in this one I know my one downfall is podcast is there's always forgetting people's name but yeah Will is right I don't know why I said can guess myself as well uh but yeah they're pretty much staying behind in class uh which is confusing because it sounds it looks like everyone's setting up their shots maybe they're setting up their shops later in the evening or earlier in the evening i don't understand uh but it sounds like the the two boys are in kind of like detention by um miss foley because um they're whispering in class and i believe it's jim at this point in time who's uh will's best friend is literally drawing this uh drawing Miss Foley and she sees it later on because he hides it in her desk, his desk, and she's not too happy about the way uh, she's portrayed. Uh, she she kind of looks like an ogre. It's not really that bad of a drawing, but it's not great either. We then see the two boys running home, uh, jumping over people's hedges with, with no care for everyone's uh, lawn maintenance. I think that's very rude. Uh, they're doing you know a good job to keep their grass cut, and you're just you're stomping all over it, you little brats. And then we see them running through town, and we see this old man. Uh, who was walking down the road earlier, uh, I believe his name was Royal, Royal Dano, or no, uh, it was Tom Fury, Royal Dano, because uh, I'm looking at IMDb, it's his real name, interesting name, very, very interesting, um, but yeah, he's finally in town now, uh, and he's uh, a lightning rod salesman, which I thought was really interesting. I didn't know that was a thing, but he does have a vehicle, so he walks over uh, as a lightning sales uh, salesman. Uh, yeah, say that five times fast. Uh, we are now in the library where uh, Will is kind of like hiding in the books, and then his dad, um, Charles Halloway, Mr. Halloway, uh, finds him. And that's when we find out that Jim's dad is apparently over somewhere in Africa, I believe he said, uh, working with some headhunters. Uh, uh, that's a story at least he's been told uh, apparently his dad never raised him and uh, I don't know if his dad just left his mom or if he's dead or if he is actually over in Africa working with some headhunters uh, the boys leave and then head to this gazebo and then uh, Jim's like do you hear that and he claims to hear like some music or something in the wind they're now running home uh, and they live right across from each other like side by side almost looks like the houses might be connected but they're not they're just a little driveway in between um, and then of course uh, Tom, the uh, lightning rod salesman, is at the house, and he's like, 
uh, I got a sense that one of these houses needs needs a lightning rod because it's got bad juju essentially. Uh, so he actually talks Jim into buying a lightning rod. So Jim goes inside the house and the mom's upstairs. Uh, she doesn't want to come down because she's too lazy. Or I mean, she she's apparently tired, so she's gonna sit in bed and pat her cat while in her uh, nightgown. Uh, so Jim takes all the change he can find in the the uh, jar, takes it out to uh, our lightning rod salesman, and actually just gives him whatever he has. And the guy's just like, ah. You know what? Pick whichever one you want. Um, and Jim actually picks this one that has these Egyptian-style beetles on it because he thinks it's really cool like that. We then see Mr. Holloway as he stops by the scare shop. And then uh, the barber calls him over because he smells uh, in the air. He smells some ladies. The barber shop has the essence of ladies' scent in the air. That's how lonely this guy is, apparently. And then um mr calloway's just like yeah you're you're pretty much crazy i'm just gonna leave leave you alone now uh, and then the barber's like well you know what you're looking a little old and gray how about we uh tan touch up your head a little bit you know give you a little a little hair dye make you look a little bit younger take a couple years off and mr uh Halloway's just like you know no i'm done i'm just going away now uh he then stops by the bar where uh, his family doctor is also sitting at the bar as well um and he re makes sure he reminds him that uh, Mr. Holloway is only allowed to have one cigar and one drink a day because if not, he's going to die because he's old. This is the whole premise of this uh, movie is them trying to avoid the thing that's coming at them either beauty old age or whatever it might be we now see the two boys on the roof of i believe jim's house they're trying to set up the the uh lightning rod and then this flyer comes flying by at them and they come to find out they look at the flyer and it's actually a carnival happening the very next day uh we then see someone walking through uh the town throwing flyers all, all over the place it's pretty much just walking down it's windy it just you know tosses this flyer up and it just flies wherever it flies uh mr holloway is leaving the library though and he's walking by the store which has it's a big glass window but behind the glass window is a coffin which i don't think that's really something that should be out there in the open for the kids to see but uh, it's a coffin uh anyways while he's looking at the coffin though it changes to the look of uh like a tomb brick tomb or just a little rectangle with a girl inside of it with a red ring on her hand. That's going to be very important because uh, apparently according to IMDb, she is the dust wit. Uh, so we're just going to leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, she's pretty much the thing that feeds off of uh, or helps feed off of the wishes of what the people want. And she can also kill them because, you know, she's got that power. She's a witch. So yeah, we're now at home and Mr. Howway is talking to his son, uh, Will. Um, while holding up this uh, crunch, Mr. Halloway's got the crunch up folder or flyer in his hand because he picks up one, two when he was seeing the guy throwing them away and he has no care for going to the carnival and so Will's like, well, what's in your hand? And he's like, nothing. Chucks in the uh, family fire and that thing burns right up. I also like to point out that uh, Mr. Hall Halloway is a lot older than his wife. You know, congrats to him uh, for snagging something a little bit younger and that's another thing too is uh, he feels like he's too old to be able to do things with Will like other fathers would do like you know throwing baseball is playing catch you know doing sports and stuff like that so he's he's beating himself up about that uh, we then see will looking out his bedroom uh window at night and then uh, his dad starts leaving in the middle of the night and the it kind of confuses him a little bit. Uh, then the lightning rod salesman is walking down the street. And then he sees the same uh, lady frozen in the casket as well. That Mr. Halloway saw earlier in the movie. Uh, the store door. The doors though open on the store. Even though it's like probably I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. 
so that, yeah, let's just walk into a store that has doors that are opening on its own. Uh, he walks in there and then he looks at her and the green mist comes out of her eyes and then we see the door shut and that's that's all we see for him for right now. And then the two boys wake up to the sound of the carnival showing up in the middle of the night uh, by train. So they decide to sneak out to get a better uh, view spot of it. Uh, one of the train cars though we see go by actually has that exact same tomb of ice that the girl was seen in on one of the carts as it drives by and then we see it like the passenger train cart which has nobody inside it completely empty not a single person could be seen as this train goes by the boys then take off down the tracks chasing after the train uh, to get a better view of it uh, they are now peeking around the area and they see the carnival is already set up i'm pretty sure it's like will he's like how the How'd that happen? And Jim's like, don't worry about it. It's already set up. Let's not worry about it. Because, you know, that's not weird at all. Train just went by you two seconds ago, and now it's stopped, and the whole carnival set is all set up already. Uh, they slowly start walking into the carnival area to check it out. Uh, Jim gets curious and heads into this, like, one uh, stage car that's set up, which has, like, a fortune teller vibe to it. Uh, they uh, look around inside of it, and they actually don't know that the fortune teller lady is actually sitting in the corner uh, to the point where she makes this uh, tarantula crawl across her hands and they're looking at pictures or something and they freak out and run out of it and then next thing we know the fortune teller has that same tarantula or maybe a different one in her hand and is petting it like it's her puppy we then see mr holloway leaving the library he walks across the street and sees uh, the red ring on the ground and some broken glass uh where the coffin should be uh, he doesn't do anything about it though he just kind of looks at it and that's that as holloway is trying to sneak inside uh we see will his son sitting up on the stairs going inside inside the house not on the porch or anything but it's the stairs going up up to the top floor of their their home um he just thinks will's having a hard time sleeping uh, but he's like i heard a sound of a train coming in probably was nothing though and then the dad goes to talk to him about something that happened when he was a little bit younger but will doesn't want to talk about it he pretty much avoids it and goes straight to bed he's like ah, i've been up too late already mom's gonna kick my ass if i stay up any longer it's now the next day and will and jim are running to the fair uh that's when we notice everything seems like a, a simple fair but we'll find out that it's not that simple um we then see the bar owner um, which I forgot to mention early on. Uh, he was a, a former football player, probably going to be a big name. Uh, now he's only got one leg, one arm. I forget if they explain what happened to him. But yeah, he's only got one leg, one arm. And he's got the sledgehammer game where if you hit it and the bell goes off, you win the prize. Anyways, that sucker just wails that hammer down on that bell and it, it goes right off. So he gets a free ticket to uh, go inside the mirror room. Uh, he goes over to it. And when he's looking inside the mirror, he sees his body as it was before uh, with his arm and his leg back. Or yeah, his arm and his leg back. And then he goes inside this mirror room, but just shines really super bright. And that's all we see of him for right now. And then uh, we see Miss Foley, the teacher, coming out of the, the door as well. And she seems very confused as to what's going on. She doesn't seem like her normal self at all. Uh, we then see the barber talking to the fortune teller lady. And she's pretty much saying, you know, there's girls out there that are waiting for you. Uh, trying to, you know, each each person picks on the weakness that each character in the, the town has. Uh, we then see the sh cigar shop owner winning some money at one of the, I don't know what kind of game it was, I wasn't really paying attention to be honest with you. And then he also gets all this money and then he also gets a free high quality cigar, which he was actually making jokes of before. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna win the lotto and then we're gonna have these fancy cigars here, not this cheap stuff. Uh, he also wins a free ride on the Ferris wheel. And then on the seat uh, where he's getting on on the Ferris wheel, there's this lovely uh, lady dressed all in white. So yeah, the lady in white, she's sitting beside him because uh, that's the only 
only seat available, I guess. Uh, we then see Jim peeking through this hole where there's the uh, this tent set up, and it's like a burlesque style tent. Uh, we see inside the tent is the barber, and he's watching from the front row now. Uh, we see him being circled by all the girls, and now he's at least naked from the top up, and he's getting surrounded by all these burlesque ladies. Um, but while Jim's also looking in, we can also see that the ladies look a little bit uh, transparent as well. And then they get scared off by one of the uh, carnival workers. He's like, ah, you're not of age to be peeping in there. Um, we then cut and see um, it's the, uh, I think the cigar guy getting off the uh, the, the Ferris wheel. But uh, he's actually not there anymore. It's just the lady getting off. And the cigar is just sitting on the, on the seat. But the lady the lady's fine. Uh, the other guy, not so much. Uh, then the two boys uh, sneak into a tent that is being... Um, not occupied at all. It's actually got the uh, merry-go-round in it. Uh, they are then grabbed by one of the carnies. Um, I think his name was Kroger. Cougar. Yeah, Mr. Cougar or Cougar, something like that. Uh, and they meet Mr. Dark, the uh, the person that's running the carnival, so to speak. He's also got this like weird moving tattoo on the inside of his forearm. I'm not sure if it goes around on his whole body, but he's also showing the kids uh, acting like it's a magic trick when really it's, it's not really a magic trick, but, you know, it works, I guess. Uh, Mr. Dark then fi- uh, tries to give the boys two free kit- tickets to come back later on to try the rides for free, but they don't take them as all. And uh, then then Jim has this brilliant idea of staying after sunset to see what happens to the park uh, when everyone decides to go home. Uh, and they actually decide to hide, I think, underneath one of the trailers or in another tent. I can't re- really remember. Um, and then once the sun's down, they run back into the merry-go-round tent and see one of the carnies is actually getting on the ride. And it's going super fast like to the point where everything is blurry, but it's going backward. It's actually uh, Mr. Cougar. Um, but yeah, uh, when he's on it and the ride starts to slow down, uh, we can see that it's actually a younger Mr. Cougar now getting off uh, to the point where he's the same age almost by looks of it as uh, Will and Jim um, and then he just literally runs off uh, th- then uh, Will and Jim both run off uh, the whole time running through uh, we see the barbershop is closed while they're running through town due to illness uh, the two boys go to uh, Miss Miss Foley's house the te- their teacher's house and in the shadow of the window they can see her talking to a little boy uh, they they want to warn her and uh, but they don't want to act weird at all so they knock on her door she comes to answer and they're like oh we just wanted to check on you because you know you, you seemed you seemed off earlier and she's like oh that's fine that she introduces them to her nephew which actually is the young version of Miss Mr. Uh, Cougar Cougar whatever his name is however you pronounce is usually the way I'm going um, the two boys then go Go outside. He's like, okay, we gotta go home now. Uh, while they're talking on the on the sidewalk, a little little boy cougar comes out, and he's looking ready like he's gonna kill them. Uh, he picks up a rock, and we think he's gonna throw it right at them, but he actually chucks it at Miss Foley's house, and then she looks out the window, all pissed off at them, because he also runs off after he froze it, and they're trying to get trying to essentially blame them for the rocket and through the window uh and then they run off as well they're both running home and jim runs into his house and sees his mom dancing with some other guy that's definitely not his dad and that upsets him a lot which is rightfully so then mr holloway is sitting uh will down to talk to him about a trip they had uh when they were younger um there's i guess a river there and will Will is stuck in the water, and I guess Mr. Callaway doesn't know how to swim, so he couldn't save him. And then it was actually uh, Jim's dad that actually saved saved uh, Will's life, and he feels really bad about that all happening. He feels bad about not being able to save his son, essentially. We find out that, uh, yeah, Mr. Nightshade, uh, Jim's dad, is the one that um, saved Will in the, the rapids, I guess. Or maybe it was a... Uh, 
high tide. I don't really know how he got stuck in the river, to be honest with you. But he feels like such a horrible dad for not being able to save his son. Uh, after they, they talk, Will uses this, like, side ladder that goes up their porch. Uh, he's like, yo, you want to come up this way too, Dad? Yo, you can come in this way. I'll let you come in up through my window and stuff. And he's like, nah, I'm good. I got lock up down here still. So you, you go up that way. You're fine. Uh, we then cut to the teacher's uh, home. And she's taking off her glasses, looking in the mirror. And she sees a younger version of herself. And that's what she really wants to be again. She wants to be young and beautiful. Uh, so then we see that version actually taking over her body. Uh, but at a downside, uh, she can't see anymore. She's blind now. And then we find out Will's a very light sleeper. Because uh, he wakes up to the sound of his buddy Jim leaving the house. And then Will has to chase him down. Uh, Jim is wanting to go back to the... F- the merry-go-round because he wants to ride it in the other direction to make himself a little bit older i guess uh, or at least that's what will's thinking because that's the whole running gag between them will's i think just a little bit older than jim and jim takes offense to it or he gets a little you know upset back at the carnival we see uh mr kruger and dark talking uh they are they have the old lightning rod salesman tied up in this chair uh, trying to find out when the next storm is going to be because that's what they rely on a lot. Uh, we see the barbershop man in this like weird trance and he's dressed up as the bearded lady. Uh, the cigar shop owner is uh, dressed up as a Native American uh, statue essentially. Uh, the old man is just mowing through uh, some words. Not really sure making not making too much sense of anything to be honest with you. Um, pretty much probably just scared for his life. He doesn't know what's going on. Uh, so then Mr. Dark puts the image of this beautiful lady in front of him uh, to try and get him to calm down and actually focus because Mr. Dark's not getting any of the answers that he's wanting from uh, the uh, lightning rod salesman. Uh, but this pisses Mr. Dark off because he's not getting the answers that he wants. So he actually turns the power onto this chair, which is like a executioner-style chair. And then uh, I think it's Will that yells at them to stop. Um, and then that breaks him out of the trance. We see that the, the girl's not actually what the lightning rod salesman's seeing. It's actually... The 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 dust witch uh putting on a fake uh look for him yeah we see that she's definitely not human then the boys run off again and i thought maybe it was like the uh younger school teacher because when they're running out there's this body laying across the table and it's actually got a guillotine attached to it and the head gets chopped off i don't know if it was the school teacher or not i think it was though i feel like it would be Uh, we see the boys running away for their life uh scared scared shitless uh and then this green mist from the dust witch starts falling after them Uh, they get back home but the dust keeps like circling around the house uh mr halloway goes to talk to his son while he's back in bed now and they start talking about their uh well the uh, will's grandfather which is mr calloway's father and he's like yeah you see devils for uh every meal of the day just devils uh, apparently that's that's a joke i don't know maybe i guess uh as mr Holloway uh leaves the room uh will tells him to be careful because something is going on uh, we then see the mist going around the house and then the lightning rod starts like zapping a bit uh waking up both of the kids they look outside um uh, yeah uh, i believe it's will that leaves his house and runs over to jim's house um i'm not sure why but once he's in jim's room uh, we hear the house starting to crack a bit and it starts to break the ceiling's starting to break a bit and then we hear the the bedroom window breaking the glass breaking and it's covered in tarantulas and then the whole room starts filling up with tarantulas so uh jim starts fighting off the tarantulas and will tries to leave the room but there's more tarantulas outside so he jumps into will or will jumps into jim's bed and hides under the covers bit and then the whole bed starts filling up with spiders as well and then lightning hits the 
the lightning rod and both the boys wake up again in their own beds and their own homes and nothing's going on at all and then it's a new day and the carnival is walking down the street uh pretty much setting up a parade uh, but then will's like no they're not setting up a parade they're actually on a search party for will and jim because they're wanted for whatever reason well because they they were you know sneaking around and they see various things going on so that's uh, one of the reasons but there's actually uh, a deeper reason as to why uh, mr dark wants them uh, something to do with the harvest and whatnot uh, but yeah they don't want to run home because they want the mr dark and the carnival to find out where they actually live um, they notice as parades going by that they have what seems to be two kid-sized uh, coffins that they're also pulling underneath blankets uh, and we then see all the other m missing uh, townsfolk actually are stuck in the parade as well maybe stuck might not be the proper term but they're definitely in the parade and, and they probably don't understand what's going on at all either and then one of the uh, virtually challenged people in the parade dwarves midgets whatever you might want to call them actually gets jim's mom's attention and whispers uh that he has a, a secret to tell her or something that he wants to show her and then she pretty much just looks on and shocked afterward uh, which i think what he was telling her is that uh if you take this ticket we can let you see your husband again for the first time and god knows how long uh mr galloway and the doctor go into the empty bar because the doctor is really confused he's like can you see this the bar's not even open today and that's that's the first time in years that's never happened before what's going on so they go in the sit and then mr dark comes in uh he explains how he's looking for two boys which then definitely catches mr halloway's uh, attention because one of the descriptions is his very own son dark goes on after mr halloway as he tries to leave the bar and he's pretty much like you i know you know who the boys are and he has the boy's head tattooed on both of his palms and uh yeah it's very weird uh but like again he's got the moving tattoos so i guess it's probably just something easy that can happen uh but yeah mr calloway tries to give a fake name for the boys and mr Dark's like i already know you know who they are so why don't you just tell me where they are and we'll have this incident uh solved because uh, he's trying to say that uh he wants to find the boys because they won some prizes at his fair or carnival and he just wants to make sure that they actually get the prize which is all just a load of crock uh dark is getting mad though while talking to Holloway, and he's like crunching up his fist to the point where blood's actually dripping out of his fist and this whole time underneath the sidewalk there's a this like drain tunnel where the boys are actually hiding and when he's making his fist and the blood's coming down it's actually pouring down on will's will's face a bit uh as dark leaves uh to take the parade with him you see a younger version of the bartender the guy who you know had one arm one leg and he tosses the football to mr calloway and he tosses it back and then he drops his cigar just as an act to uh tell the boys down the drain hole you know go to the library tonight and we'll get this incident figured out we then see the three of them in the church and it's now nighttime and they're reading this book about um i think mr calloway's grandfather wrote uh and it's about the autumn carnival that came around years ago that gave nothing but bad luck and destroyed the people so it's repeating itself we're reading the book though this lamp on the table starts to uh shudder a bit and then the, the doors that lead down the stairway open up both of them so the boys go to hide because they think it's mr dark coming after them and then next thing we know mr dark is actually standing beside mr holloway uh dark tries to call the boys out uh with free rides on the merry-go-round and they become kings of the carnival but the boys don't actually fall for it uh dark tries to tell 
um, Jim that his father uh, has been waiting for him all this time with him. Uh, we come to find out that Mr. Hall- Holloway, uh, father, was also the preacher in the town years ago uh, that knew of the Arnhem Carnival and has dealt with them before. Uh, Dark takes the book from Mr. Holloway and one by one starts ripping the pages out of the book. And he's like, well, if you do do me a favor, I'll make you young again and I won't cause any issues, even though uh, he wants to take his son, which would be an issue on its own. Um, but the boys are still hiding. They're hiding upstairs on the upper level of the library above the books as well i should mention that i don't know how they're doing it but they're doing it will yells down to his dad to to uh, not listen to what uh, dark is saying and then that angers dark more so he starts ripping out the pages faster and faster and literally throws the book at mr halloway's chest dropping him to the ground uh dark grabs halloway's hand and starts crushing it a bit um and we don't know if he's trying to cause the Reaper to go after him or not. Because I don't know what kind of powers Mr. Dark has. He might have the power to kill people by touch and saying stuff. I'm not too sure on that one. Dark is then seen walking through the library in search of the boys. Uh, Dark sneaks up behind the boys and grabs them both. And um, and they're hiding on top of the like top shelf of the, of the bookshelf uh, display. Uh, Dark takes him uh, over to the fortune teller lady, uh, the dust witch, I believe, and asks her to remove the boy's tongues until he's ready to find them again. We also see that Mr. Halloway is not dead. Uh, he's slowly coming back back to life for us. So then Dark tells uh, the dust witch to uh, give him a feeling of death, but not to kill him off just yet. Just make him feel death and then bring him back to life. Um, we then see Mr. Halloway waking up on the library floor as the wind blows in and the papers start hitting him in the face. And that's when we see him then running through the woods to towards the carnival. Uh, Mr. Holloway makes it up to the mirror room and is let right inside. We can see uh, Will running through the room yelling for his dad. Uh, We then see Mr. Dark asking, uh, well, hearing actually. We don't actually see Mr. Dark. Uh, He's asking Mr. Holloway if, or looking for death, I should say, not losing. He's asking him if he's looking for death because he hasn't uh, fully felt it yet. And then inside the mirrors, we see various uh, scenes of the other town folks as they died or are transforming, I guess. Mr. Holloway uh, Glass is titled as Regret, and he's been made to relive the event that happened in the water years ago of uh, Will Dr- or getting stuck or almost drowning and dying uh, because we find out that Mr. Holloway doesn't know how to swim. Dark is telling him to uh, drown in his own regrets. And then we hear Ye- uh, Will yelling at his dad through the glass saying he loves him and not to uh, give up, which gives Holloway the power to punch through the glass. And when he punches through the glass, he reaches down. We see it's actually the, still the scene of uh, Will almost drowning in the water and he grabs Will's hand and pulls him out of the water. And then they just have a you know, bonding, uh, hugging moment. Uh, we then see the lightning rod guy getting out of his electric chair and running through the glass room and throwing the lightning rod he was holding right into the stomach of the dust witch which uh, makes everything in the the mirror room start to explode we then see uh, Will and his dad running at uh, Jim, trying to get him off the merry- merry-go-round in time because the merry-go-round is uh, in like this very lightning fast speed because uh, Mr. Dark wants to, I don't know, go in time with Jim. Anyways, Mr. Dark's plan is to make Jim his son and his protege and make him take over the carnival. Anyways, they get Jim off in time and then the carnival or merry-go-round gets hit by lightning and starts affecting Mr. Dark to the point where he starts getting like electrocuted and it starts to melt. And then the horses on the merry-go-round, their eyes start growing red. And then we see random horses, actual horses running around the merry-go-round as well. And they're just like dipping out. Uh, Jim uh, starts to wake up because uh, Halloway uh, tells Will um, not to talk about f- talk about his fear, don't, not to talk about death. You know, live in the moment, to be happy with what you have, and to just keep on going on. And that actually makes Jim wake up because uh, if 
uh, Will kept on talking about death, then that was feeding towards the carnival and Mr. Dark, and then it would probably take uh, Jim's life. Well, all of their lives, probably. Um, anyway, so Mary go around finally stops, and then we see just a statue, like a skeleton version of Mr. Dark now. And one of his little henchmen dwarves come over and just pick up and start walking away. At uh, this time, the uh, carnival starting to get destroyed. Everyone's running out crazy. Uh, the buildings start getting ripped up because there's actually a tornado dropping, and it's starting to pick up the whole carnival. It's now the next morning, and we see everyone running back to town together it's uh jim will and mr callaway they're all holding hands running back to town happy and laughing you know being joyful uh because mr callaway was also you know feeling sad because he's not able to be active with his son due to his age but he's overliving that or you know tackling that and overcoming that uh, and then the narrator will uh comes back up which is saying that his father is happy with you know being the age that he is and he's not worried about death and he's just taking you know each moment the way he the best way you can to you know just live a happy life and not be depressed um yeah and that's the end of the movie really uh it was a decent movie um for something i've never watched before and i didn't know it was walt disney and i was going in blind i actually didn't watch the trailer or anything i just had it in my collection i just felt like you know today's the day i'm gonna watch it uh, i enjoyed it definitely something different um on the rotten scale of 10 i would give it i would I'd say a six and a half i, th I think it's decent uh, shot nice uh, it's got nice effects it's got really good music i enjoy the music on this one a lot um it's very well done um but yeah definitely check it out if you haven't uh highly recommend it uh it's not the worst movie you're ever going to watch it's like an hour and 30 minutes so it's not too bad um so yeah which brings us to our next movie we're going to watch uh from 1981 so around almost the same time period uh, we're going to watch the fun house i haven't watched this one in a while if it's the same movie i think it is i could be wrong i could be thinking of a totally different movie uh that wouldn't be surprising either but yeah we'll be watching the fun house from 1981 next week so make sure to uh, check it out beforehand if you can if not uh, i guess you'll be hearing some spoilers about it most likely on the next episode of the podcast so yeah with that being said uh if you want to keep in touch with me use the hashtag rotten reviews podcast feel free to follow me on all socials at typhonstein on twitter uh facebook instagram pretty much anything um I will have all the links down below as well, probably. And then, uh, yeah, just feel free to leave a like. Feel free to leave a comment if there's a rating system on wherever you're listening to this on. Feel free to leave a rating because I would love to hear, hear your points and your comments. Uh, feedback, always welcome on what to do next, what to improve, what to watch. And yeah, until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace! What's your pleasure, Mr. Cotton? The box. Take it. It's yours. It always was.
Turn on fire, hopes and chains. We'll eat your heart and tear your. Fire. 